Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Chalach ve brikoro, chalachen brikoro, chalach lich brikoro. At the high point of Mall, she sits gazing out of the sea as her goats graze for milking. The waters froth white with the wind from the north, and she bears her red teeth. To the gale Her cheeks are struck blue Like the frigid North Sea And her hair falls in one shock of white But her eye is as sharp As a knife at the throat And as swift as the seafaring mackerel the tempest is calm, and the old Kalyakver has appointed the wind to arise. And the great queen of winter is washing her plaid in the high waters at Corivrekan. She guides on the land, and her footfalls resound. The hills and the locks of the highlands. She gathers the cloth of all Scotland, her home, her fiefdom, her own true creation. The tempest is calm, and the old Kalyakver has appointed the wind to arise. And the great queen of winter is washing her plaid in the high waters at Corivreca. And the fishermen pull all the nets from the sea, and the sailors bring ships into harbor. 
And the crafters have cut down the last sheaves of corn. And the mothers are packing the larder. And the Kalyach, she washes her plaid in the sea. And the sea water boils for three days. And she casts out her blanket over Scotland's high peaks. And the plaid is full white and unbroken. The hills are as white as the milk from her goats. And the snow veils the land till the springtime. And the Kalyach has come to reclaim her domain. And the mountains bow down at her coming. The tempest is calm and the old Kalyach has appointed the wind to arise. And the great queen of winter is washing her plaid in the high waters at Corivreca. And the great queen of winter is washing her plaid in the high waters at Corivreca. Hello, everybody. We are Three Witches and a Druid. Where we sit around the coffee table or the kitchen table or the hot tub (laughs) (laughs) with uh, some coffee or tea or tonight some nice cider and talk about being a pagan in in the modern day. And I am Maeve. Gwen. And I'm Brian. We have a guest tonight, uh, Adriana. And tonight's topic is we're going to discuss accessibility in the pagan community we thought we'd talk about accessibility in ritual but i figured we could kind of just talk about in general uh, accessibility so um fortunately uh, margo is not here with us for this episode she'll be here next episode uh because we kind of had hoped to hold off but she's running late mm-hmm. and uh poor adriana wants needs to go to bed and we can't <laughs> her up all night so what, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Adriana? Uh, what do you want to know? Yeah, and your journey to paganism, even. That's always a nice start. When did you know? I was 14, I think. It kind of started with being like, I don't want to be Christian, because most families are that I knew, and mine was. And that went down a whole rabbit hole of about, well, different other things, uh, investigating, researching before I settled on what I wanted. So that's, it's a, it's actually a rather long story. Right, right. And I guess for people listening, where, where did you grow up? Big city, small town? I grew up in Cape Breton. Very many pagans there when you were just starting out. Did you have any mentors? No, not really. Was it books? How did you find your way? A lot of online and books and whatever I could get my hands on on my own. Right. Yeah. When did you move here to the city to 
the city, Halifax. When the did you big move to, city. When did you move to Little Halifax? How long ago? Nine years. I'm just doing the math in my head. Nine years ago. Right. And has it been any easier to be pagan in Halifax for you? It definitely is. There are a lot more people around that share similar interests. And the bus systems and things are more accessible. So it's easier for me to actually get out and go meet people and do things. Whereas even to this day, and it's almost 2023 here, the bus system in Cape Breton is not wheelchair accessible. Uh, oh my goodness. That's no good. Yeah, that that's crazy. So that that's improved things, at least having a decent transit system, right? Uh, something yeah. that you can work with. How about the community? How have you found it? How welcoming, I guess, is the word. How accessible is the community for somebody with mobility issues? Well, um, it hasn't been too bad. Um, people are rather accepting and accommodating as much as possible. Uh, I do find getting to certain types of rituals to be difficult if they're in the middle of the woods or require certain types of dances that I can't do. But for the most part, the community is welcoming and accepting and tries to accommodate. That's lovely to hear. What kind of things, having had this experience, what kind of things can you suggest to people that are organizing events, whether it's rituals or meetups or any or anything, what, what kind of things would make your life easier? Well, the main thing with ritual is where a lot of them are out in the woods, they're really gravelly or just dirt paths that the chair can't really go over very well. Finding locations that can still be outside, but not quite so rocky of terrain is a better thing to uh, get the chair through it and be able to go. Yeah. So a, a more uh, more open field kind of idea is a little easier than off through the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere where it's too rocky, chair has issues. It, it doesn't really work. And the other thing would be, whereas certain types of tools pertain with certain kinds of dances that can be done um if accommodations could be made to change them or exclude those kinds of things to allow for me to be able to take part yeah that's a major thing um it's not really very fun or comfortable when everybody's dancing around in a certain particular way which where i'm kind of sitting in the background going i can't do this yeah now i hope this doesn't sound indelicate when you're talking about dances, I know I've been at other festivals and whatnot where there have been people who've had some mobility issues and they went in the middle. So they weren't on the outside. The people may have been dancing around them, but they were still getting all the energy from the dance in the middle, like more in the middle of the circle. Is that something you've ever tried? Um, that hasn't been given to me as an option up till now, but I also... Haven't been attending as many rituals lately because aside from the physical issues, I've got some mental health issues going on. Oh, I understand. Next time you go and there's a dance, go in the middle because then you'll get all the wonderful energy. 
from everyone being around you that might you might find that enjoyable if there is yeah, going to be a dance it's a great it's really good idea actually that works out really good so <laughs> as an uh, as ritual organizer the grove had held a ritual maybe last summer maybe the summer before covid makes time all go wibbly wobbly <laughs> where i knew adriana was attending and i tried to keep in mind as an able-bodied person what your limitations would be and so i tried to find a location that was open was flat, was accessible. But when you arrived, I realized still the amount of flaws in my grand plan. <laughs> because as you arrived, I realized, mm -hmm. man, we're really uphill. That's a lot of work for you. Mm -hmm. And then even our ritual lo location was up another hill where you as an individual required, like, I don't know if you required assistance. We offered assistance for you to get up the hill. But ideally, our ritual would have been in a location where you you wouldn't have required assistance. I assume that's sort of the more desirable outcome, correct? Yeah. So like and I mean, you certainly did try, and it wasn't as bad as it could have been. <laughs> of course, so it, it could have been much, much worse. But even like with my planning and thought, I realized how much more aware I needed to be as an organizer to others around me. If that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. No, that does. I'm going to keep think about that myself and yeah. uh, make sure because sometimes, you know, we people have come in the middle of the circle. Sometimes people who can't get around right have just sat outside and I haven't said, oh, come in. But some of them have come in like, you know, mm -hmm. go, OK, I'm going in the middle, but I will make sure next time. No, you want to come in? Feel free. It's interesting that you bring up that accessibility isn't only for a physical sense. It also applies in a, a mental sense, because while we're open to others joining, often a barrier for a lot of individuals is their own an introvert where you're trying to have someone who's maybe very introverted join in and make them feel welcome and comfortable and not pressured into participating in a way that makes them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering, Adriana, do you feel comfortable? And I guess it's not always advertised. So in an open ritual to ask if you see something, you go, oh, that might be nice. Do you send somebody a private message and say, can I come? Is there any point to me coming? Do you have options for accessibility? Have you, do you feel comfortable reaching out and asking? Uh, I think mostly because the main person I would reach out to would be you or to Brian. So I've become rather comfortable with either of you. But um, depending on who is putting it on, if I don't know them very well, I tend to just knock and skip it. That's my fear because there are, although I feel really great that you do feel comfortable reaching out to us, there's so many options in this city, isn't there? And I was doing some reading. I'm working on a course and I was doing some reading for the course and this topic had come up and some of the suggestions, and this is out of the state, some of the suggestions were when you're, when you're publicizing a ritual that maybe you put in a byline, you know, wheelchair accessible or things like that. So people know that because they may self-select not to just go just to, you know, opt out, think, oh, that isn't for me because because you're nervous. So many things are outside and it can be powerful to have an outside ritual, but you should be able to 
have an outside ritual that's also accessible. Well, now yeah. I, I know you don't know me, but, uh, you know, you know, Brian, and uh, I think we've met. I recognize you. I think we have <laughs> met. Um, you know, feel free. And I'm sure Brian or Gwen or myself, especially because I have an enormous mouth. If you're not comfortable <laughs> asking someone, you know, calling them up or messaging them, say, can I do this? You just contact one of us and I got no problem. I'm sure no one calling else here. Up, calling up the organizers of calling the Calling up the organizers because saying... 90% chance I'll know who's doing it and I'll give them a ring and say, look, this is, you know, you want to ask and you're nervous too, I'll do it for you or one of us, no but problem. But at the same time, it is an individual who may be in that position, she, they shouldn't have to ask. As an organizer, it is on us. It is, you're to right. Make our, to make our events as accessible and open to others as possible. Now, of course, we're only human. We can only yeah, mm-hmm. but we can only do so much. But you know, a lot of other people do do rituals as well. Yeah. Yep. And even though certainly you're welcome to come, they may not be thinking about the terrain. So maybe that needs to be even you know if it was bought up more. Right. You know, like if one of us called to look, can, is this how accessible is this? Well, I think it's really important that we have conversations yes. like this that we keep Absolutely. in mind that just because it's flat doesn't mean it's not up a hill. It's, it's or true. it's muddy or it's yeah. you know it could be yeah. flat but it could be muddy or rocky like you've mentioned Adriana and it's not even just wheelchairs because you know as as people that have listened have followed Margot along on her journey we have an aging population now Margot's issues are not about because she's aging but we have an aging population and people tend to lose mobility as they get older mm-hmm. and things like dances spiral dances and stuff not always great for people with arthritis or stroke survivors or all I those sorts of things I just want to be clear that spiral dances are not even great for a lot of able-bodied people. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. I am not a big spiral, spiral. dance I person. Do, I do love a spiral dance, but I have almost had my cho- my shoulders pulled out of their sockets because it's swung too wide. <laughs> yeah. But I do love a spiral dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So these are things that definitely, there's a wide range. And and when we think about accessibility, like, like you were saying, mental health issues, do we have a room where if you're overstimulated or whatever, people can break out and, you know, have a quiet place because that can be an issue where they just need to um, get centered and and that sort of thing. We'll have people with increasing hearing issues. Yeah. Um, I'm going deaf. Sucks. (laughs) I need to go get my hearing Um, checked. And sight issues. And I mean, Halifax is a small city, but it has a thriving community. And I wonder how many people would like the experience of a ritual that self-select to say, oh, that's not for me. That's not for me. Because, and, mm. and we don't even know to make certain things available for people. So there's, there's a lot of thought that needs to go into it mm-hmm. when you're offering public ritual that a maturing community, you know, like yeah. a, a maturing spiritual path needs to start thinking about. We're, we're into the point where there's a lot of our community is now showing up with lawn chairs. It's like, I ain't doing this power thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you know, sit here and watch you guys do this. I stop and think about when I was 25 as opposed to 55. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is a little different. I'm not hanging from a tree anymore. That's just no. not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're talking a lot about ritual. Can we think of other things in the community in general or in practicing magic 
where accessibility comes up. As far as practicing magic goes, certain things like even as simple as casting a circle, if you have to be able to move a certain way and spin around in a circle in a certain specific way, that can be very difficult sitting in a chair. Mm. Mm-hmm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And as somebody with quite a few allergies... Sometimes certain things that can be used, incense and stuff like that, can cause issues. So it's sometimes difficult to find substitutes that still are appropriate for the magic you're trying to do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Magically. And again, there we're back to ritual people with allergies. Chemical sensitivities. Chemi- multiple chemical sensitivities, uses of incense, all those sorts of things can be an issue. And people, again, self-select not to be part of things because they feel like it might be triggering to an allergy attack or something. Yeah. With allergies in your own personal practice, so it involves a lot more effort and work to find things to work to work with. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. When did we begin having like a wheelchair accessible washroom at the festivals? That was a relatively newer thing, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Even like on on that level, I don't know how much of that was a community thing and how much of that was just wheelchair accessible. Well, we Dave and I were on the executive at that time and somebody, you know, possibly bravely, but they reached out to the executive and said, really want to come, have come in the past. My mobility has decreased. I'm now all the time in a chair. What accommodations can we make? And we Again, a festival was outside in rough terrain and everything else. Um, but we, you know, we made certain things like the wheelchair, accessible washroom, uh, that sort of thing. And then tried to assign help. You know, the way volunteers mm-hmm. say, uh, try to assign help for getting around. It was sparked not because we were prepared, but because somebody asked. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine what we would have done in Mudfest. Yeah. You see, yeah. Lucky we lucky we could get across the field. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it was a crazy time. Exactly. Exactly. Even when a venue is inside, though, for example, there's been a few that I guess have been at the Universalist Unitarian the Church. Unitarian yeah. Church, yeah. And I haven't been to that location specifically myself, but for places that are holding things inside, 
a lot of the time they'll assume that, oh, well, we have a wheelchair ramp and so that's good enough because we can get inside, but then we'll get inside and there will be a wheelchair accessible bathroom is not actually there or the hallways inside won't be wide enough, the doorways won't be wide enough, or there will be certain types of rooms that are they're upstairs but we don't have an elevator or things like that yeah um i can't speak specifically on that hurt but i have had situations where oh yeah we're accessible because they have a ramp that i can get inside right but once i'm inside it's not an ideal situation okay i i can i can assure you i attend the unitarian church regularly and you're they got everything you need They've got bathrooms you can use. The ramp is there. It's e- we have congregation members in wheelchairs, so you're good to go. But but it is wise in, in one that check, way you yes. that way you know for that particular venue. But I understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. That with other venues, with yeah. other venues, yeah. so yeah, it, it's it's interesting you bring this up because we just had a meet and greet, and we were kind of forced to move upstairs, which was not accessible anymore. If somebody with accessibility issues had arrived, we could have easily moved downstairs. But it's made me rethink using that venue in future. In future. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we don't want to set up that. Right. Yeah, yeah we, you don't want to set that precedent. So the, the next sort of step in this conversation would be even accessibility when it comes to internet use. When it comes to posting images, using the proper alt tags for individuals who can't, we're visually impaired. Like even our podcast, one of the one of the things I've always like I lack, and I've trying I've been trying to fix for a while is I've always wanted to have a transcript of our our podcast. Fortunately, we jibber jabber on for God yeah. knows how long. I would not want to have to transcribe. Right now, there's programs and stuff that do that for you, but someone still needs to go through it, and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And I, unfortunately, I don't have the time, but I need to make the time to make that happen. Could we not take turns? Each one of us take turns being editor. Man, I would edit a lot of our crap out. <laughs> no, well, I mean, as it is, you I can't mean, do that. No, no, I mean the ahs and the ohs and the ums and the could we and we're not really supposed to though to a point because you're supposed it's supposed to be a transcript. You can't limit their suffering because of the listener <laughs> yeah, suffering. That's right. That's right. But like the and that sort of things we need to keep in mind too when we post like rituals or spells online. We got to keep in mind that there's. There's other individuals out there who who want to access this or may want to access this. We need to make it accessible to them as well. Yes. Is that something you have experienced up to this point? Because you you said you you started a lot on the internet. Have you run into any of those barriers? I know a lot of your disability is mobility issues, but... I have been fortunate enough that my hearing and sight have been okay uh thus far i did just recently get glasses in case they look really good by the way yeah i you know very glamorous they're very <laughs> that big hollywood yeah. glam that's man. what's they in right i've been fortunate enough that i haven't needed to i mean i prefer to have captions just because of sensory processing issues rather than actual hearing problems i think Me that's too. i think that's something that sort of came out of covid a little bit but there is going to become a point probably where, I mean, if 
people are at rituals and things like that. If somebody were doing sign language interpretation would be another thing to allow people with that barrier to not have to worry about it. We used to have someone who did that. Luna did that. She moved out west. Yeah. She moved out west. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, it, and that's tricky, but I'm sure there are people in the community if we made it, if we made it a priority to search that out. And I appreciate that suggestion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lots to think about. If you, if you could boil it down, what's something that's continually aggravating for you when you're dealing with us able-bodied, oblivious people? Well, to me, the most frustrating thing is that a lot of the time, it's just able-bodied people making assumptions about what's needed, rather than sitting down and having this kind of conversation like we're having right now and saying, hey, what is your perspective on this and what can we do? People who aren't experiencing these types of things can only grasp so much of what it means. And poor Brian, like he was saying, that first time when I was showing up for ritual, he did the best he could. But without knowing me or experiencing life in a chair, there's only so much that he would have even recognized. Yeah. So getting that input of somebody who's actually disabled and saying, what can we do, is the most important because the most aggravating thing is that nobody actually includes us for the input. It's just assumptions made based on what they think. Very fair. I that, thank a, you. That's a wonderful thing. Thank you for letting us know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Lots to think about for people in community. I think that may be listening thought lots for us to think about. And if I may, I, you know, um, Dave was briefly, you know, he had mobility issues towards the end. And one of the things I know, and if I can maybe guess or make assumptions for you it's exhausting it's exhausting dealing with all of these things just your normal life is more exhausting than an able-bodied person's life so you're tired and then you're tired of having to make the extra adaptations when you want to interact and be part of the community and i and i can remember how how exhausting it could be to go to a ritual and everything and make all those extra adaptations for them and i think that's something else that people don't realize um is that your experience too like i don't want to assume for sure but i know dave it's definitely it's exhausting for most people to get up and get a shower and eat breakfast and things in the morning, they do it without even blinking about it. They don't think, it's just autopilot. But for me, just grabbing a shower and making something to eat, let's say we're using the spoon system. Well, I'm running out of spoons before the day's even begun. And as so uh, any anything extra for your spiritual practice and getting out into community and all those extra things, even with people making being in contact with you and and trying to trying to make things as easy as possible i have to be aware that this is a this is a real labor of love and passion for you to get out there because it's an exhausting proposition it is it's exhausting even just to take the bus to go to a location where there's something being held the way that the chair gets buckled in on the bus and everything and the bus drivers, they they literally, they'll refer to me as a chair rather than a person in a chair. 
and having to transfer to different buses can be exhausting. I, I literally, like, I'm sitting on the bus and they'll be like, it, I'm, it's at my stop and I'm like, I got to get off. So I push the button and then people are trying to get on and a driver will be like, hold on, I got to get the chair off rather than say, there's a lady sitting in a chair who needs help getting off. Can you wait a minute? Oh my. I'm a person. Yeah. And they need some sort of sensitivity training with the uh, Halifax Transit because they, a lot of them, I can't say that it's all of them, but a lot of them will literally just refer to me as a chair rather than a person sitting in a chair. Oh my gosh, wow. Adriana. Even just to take the bus, even if I can physically handle getting the chair strapped down and transferring buses a couple of different times, mentally dealing with that kind of thing where I'm not even being treated as a person, but as a chair is, is too much most of the time. Sometimes I go out and people will literally make noises like I'm roadrunner and go meet me because I guess I'm going faster than they think I should when my chair has this, you know, three or four different speed options. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. The behaviors of other people and how they can act is exhausting. Just even so by the time I've got to a location, it's like, thank gods that I am around some people who are attempting to accommodate and understand because I'm dealing with morons most of the time. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I well, you have such a good nature. For, for putting up with that. I can't even imagine. Wow. Well, we're getting close to the end here. Thank you so much, Adriana, for for being with us. We're really, it was very enlightening for me. I always, you know, always want to include as, as much, but a couple of thoughts that I didn't think about. So that that's, I'm really appreciative there. And so every, and so would you like to say goodbye to everyone out there? Thank you for having me. It would be, Awesome. If you guys wanted to have a chat again sometime, but. Oh, we will. This will definitely happen again. This will definitely happen again. And yeah, have a good evening. And hopefully I'll talk to you guys again soon. Well, you have a wonderful evening and I hope everyone in your house is going to do well. And so everyone, we're getting close to the end here. And if anyone would like to contact us, you have questions, suggestions, uh, constructive, polite, constructive criticism. Because <laughs> I personally will be ignoring you if you're rude. Like I, I think everyone's be. been pretty great so far. For everyone, we actually, we are very fortunate. We have wonderful, wonderful people who contact us. We've been very, very fortunate. So uh, you can certainly contact us through our Facebook page. Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to shout out to our amazing Patreon supporters from all around the world. Without your generous contributions, now and over the past two seasons, we could not bring you this magical content, and we thank you once again for listening. And until next time, everybody, Merry Meet! Mary part, and Mary meet again. Blessed be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.